0: Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, Agency owner? you're new here, I've got a free ebook on how to scale your business to multiple six and even seven figures By overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself as the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is DM me the word gift on Facebook at Brent Weaver. That's facebook.com/slash Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in business and life. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners? Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and Today, we're hanging out with David Wood. After life as a consulting actuary to Fortune 100 companies, David built the largest coaching business, the world's largest coaching business, becoming number one on Google for life coaching, discovering that shiny object syndrome is an epidemic among high performers. I'm definitely very interested to talk to David about this topic today. David coaches rock star business owners to double revenue, achieve more in less time and to be extraordinary entrepreneurs, partners, parents, and leaders. David, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me on the show, Brent. So I know in your intro when I just mentioned shiny object syndrome, I'm sure many of our listeners perked up and probably were thinking to themselves about the uh, shiny objects that are currently trying to pull them away from their own business or other aspects of their life. So, Tell me a little bit about how you came into this line of work and uh, and how you can help us with that shiny object syndrome.
1: Yeah, well, I have a new answer uh, for that. As you were reading the bio, it occurred to me that I think how I got into this line of work is I'm a systems geek. I absolutely love systems. So I'm like, like when I want to get something, I usually find a way to make it happen and as I have gotten older, I've realized that can be of use to some people. They, they wanna strategize, they wanna to get to where they're going faster. So I got interested in that, but then I discovered personal growth. And I didn't realize, but at age 27, I, I discovered, oh, wait a minute. I know about systems and business and making money. I don't know anything about vulnerability, authenticity, true transparency and leadership. So it's like the first half of my life was about one thing that's very useful. And the second half of my life is about the more personal side. So now I help people in business to do better. Sure. Let's make more money. More money is better than less money, but I'm more interested in how do you show up as a parent, as a partner, as a, as a human and as a friend. So I work with both sides of people. Now I can't choose just one.
0: And that, I think, makes a lot of sense. So you're saying that there's, there's, there's a few different elements here, like how you, how you show up. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you mean by how you show up? Like, How does that have an impact on how much revenue my
1: business makes? Huh. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to come at it from another angle. If, if I worked with someone, let's suppose I, I worked with you for six months or 12 months, and what you got out of it was to double your revenue – I would consider that only a partial win because uh, at the end of the day on the deathbed, I, I believe more money's better than less money. But if that's all we got, we're selling ourselves short. And I think there's a lot of regret from people who didn't live their true life. So I think one of the big benefits by doing personal growth work and looking at how you communicate and how, real you are with people one of the benefits is a happier life and less regret on our deathbed a secondary benefit is i do believe it translates to more money so i'll give you an example Uh, when i met jack canfield i tried to really practice authenticity with him and even sharing stuff that I i thought was risky one example is i asked him if he'd write the forward to my book but something in the back of my mind said, I want to be up front with him because I've also asked Richard Branson. And if Richard Branson says, yes, I'm going to go with that. So I decided to put everything on the table. And I said, look, would you be my backup if Richard Branson says no? And I understand that's a bold requ- request. And Jack Canfield end up, ended up saying Yes and wrote the forward. And I like to think that it's that kind of transparency that led to me getting into the Transformational Leadership Council with John Gray, Marianne Williamson, all of these names that I was in awe of. It opens a lot of doors. So it might seem like, wait a minute, I don't want to work on this soft skills stuff, but wouldn't you like to be 50% closer with your kids? Wouldn't you like people to want to be around you more and want to work for you and want to do de- deals with you and wanna buy from you? It does actually translate to more cash in the in the long run.
0: So how do you um How do you start to work on yourself? So for somebody that's maybe not super into personal development or maybe they've never actually hired a coach or a life coach, right? And maybe they've hired some business coaches or gone through some kind of business training. I mean, what are some of those initial steps to
1: working on yourself if this is something that you're interested in? I love that question because it's so practical. It's like, all right, how do we do that? Well, one way is to get a coach. And if you have a great business coach, I believe the best business coaches will work on your life as well. But you don't have to do that. You could get a business coach and you could have a life coach to work with relationship type stuff and your self-expression. And maybe there are things that you're not taking care of yourself as well as you could. And you want someone to give you a bit of a kick in the butt. Another way is to do an immersive course. And what started me on this path was I went and did the landmark forum. And I didn't want to do it because they all wore name tags and they smiled way too much. And I just couldn't believe that these people were authentically wanting my life to be better, I just thought they were after money, but they actually changed my life. So you could do an immersive program, but for the sake of this podcast, let's get even more practical. Of something, maybe you could do today. You could get yourself a book. You get yourself uh, Byron Katie's "Loving What Is" or Eckhart Tolle's "The Power of Now." Or if those things are too spiritual, do get get the subtle art of not giving a. F. I don't know if we can swear on this podcast. I thought that was a really great book and it'll give you some ways to, uh, rethink things or don't sweat the small stuff. I've actually got a book coming out this year called name that mouse because the elephant is not the only animal in the room. And it's basically a, it's a leadership book. It's a confidence book and it's a personal growth book. And, um, if the if if you're listening to this and the book the full book hasn't come out we have a mini book that you can get if you go to name mouse.com, you can you can get started on that and that that's a doorway into personal growth because it's going to constantly encourage you to be more transparent oh hey wait a minute you know it didn't feel good to me when you said that can we slow down a second I want to work out what's happening here or hey I notice I'm I'm five minutes late, and I kind of don't want to say anything because I'm hoping it's not an issue, but it's on my mind. I just want to check in. I want to apologize. I also want to share that I'm a little embarrassed. Uh, I'm just making up examples here. The book is going to encourage you to name what is happening instead of glossing over it and trying to, you know, I'm presenting a story of myself, you're presenting a story of myself, and it's like we're going to act out a play. No, we don't have to do that anymore. Let's strive towards authenticity.
0: Hey, what's up, agency owners? Quick question for you. Could your client retention rate be better? Most small businesses are terrible at closing leads, so it's pretty common to churn lead gen clients quickly. But I've been really impressed with a new all-in-one marketing platform that actually closes leads without clients having to get involved. The platform, which is called HighLevel, is built specifically for agencies, and the best part is you can white-label it so you can present it to your clients as your own software and collect that sticky software revenue in addition to your services charges each month. High Level normally has a 14-day free trial, but as a member of the YouGurus community, you have access to an extended 30-day trial, which you can access at gohighlevel.com forward slash YouGurus. That's gohighlevel.com forward slash U-G-U-R-U-S. All right, let's get back to the program. Is there any time that that could get somebody in uh, in in trouble? I don't know if I'm I'm thinking about it in the right way. I just I know as a, you know I mean as somebody that has um, worked with a lot of clients, right? I mean especially when you're talking about large website or marketing or app projects. I mean I know a lot of our listeners might be thinking to themselves, you know, there's sometimes they're in a meeting with a client. And, yeah. you know, they might kind of be freaking out about either what they've promised that they can get done or, you know, what the client, you know, how, how the client is treating the situation. I mean, I know that, you know, if, if we were always or, you know, if we, if we brought up what we were feeling or thinking about in those moments, um, I mean, are there ever any times where it's like, hey, you know, authenticity can, can go a little too far?
1: For sure. I'll give you some uh, like a, a mixture of big examples and little examples where you might choose not to share something. Um, and don't take this as permission to just stay the way you are because I firmly believe that that nine times out of 10, we're playing it too safe. And one time in 10, okay, we, we're going to keep it to ourselves, but nine times out of 10, there's usually a way to artfully be authentic. So here's an example. Here's a big example where you might not, tell everything. You're the CEO of a company and you're not going to go to the board, the boardroom and say to the board, I'm freaking out. We're going off a cliff. I don't know how to save us. Ah! You're not going to do that. Even if that's your experience, you go to your coach and say that you'll go to your therapist and say that your advisors, then you might go to the board and do a toned down version. Hey, some of you might be scared in this current climate. I don't blame you. Sometimes I am too. We don't have all the answers yet, but together we'll work them out, right? So there are ways to artfully present it. Now, I'll give you, a, um, a and here's a bigger example. I, you know, as I went back through my life and looked at places where I didn't tell the truth, I did an audit, and uh, particularly with the help of a coach. And one thing I realized is, you know, back when I was a teenager, I did something that was wrong. In fact, it was illegal, and um, I felt bad about it in later life. Now, to go back and track down the person and confess and say, hey, it was me, I'm sorry, how can I make it right, Uh, I went and talked to a lawyer, and I could have been risking jail time if the person was really upset with me and wanted to prosecute. So I could totally understand in that situation you might choose, I don't want to risk jail, I'm not going to do it. For me, my path I was clear, laid in apologizing. That was my path. And I was willing to risk prison to do it. So I, I, I went and I tracked the person down I apologized. And I said, you know, how can I make this right? Turns out there was no impact. They were totally fine. Load off my shoulders. I couldn't tell you the difference it made for me, but I totally understand. You might be like, if, if prison is on the line, you may choose not to share it. If you're going to lose your, your wife and kids or husband and kids, by confessing to cheating you might choose not to. That's another example. When I was 18, I cheated on my first partner and I was unwilling to be in a relationship where I wasn't telling the truth. So I can I confessed and apologized and I had to earn back her trust. It really took something. And and, and I do think that was a positive experience because out of that I learned to keep agreements. And I haven't even kissed somebody uh, out, of an, uh, out of agreement with a partner since the age of 18. So I, I do think there's a lot of upside. So David, next I want to
0: circle back to the shiny object syndrome conversation, because what I'm hearing from you is obviously investments in personal development, whether it's books, coaches, immersive programs are a good idea. But I think a lot of agency owners struggle with shiny object syndrome. I know a lot of entrepreneurs do, but I also feel like agency owners are in a unique space where we're spending all day on the internet. We're spending a lot of our day, you know, connected to phones. There's always a new tool, a new technology that's out there that could help our business or could help our client's business. And, you know, we always want to try those types of things. And I feel like we're being inundated with shiny objects all the time and it can become really distracting to the point that I've heard certain agency owners being completely debilitated by it. Um, so can you talk about some strategies or tactics or, or things that you know that work well in terms of combating this type of thing and, and developing more focus in their in their
1: business? For sure. And I think before we cure shiny object syndrome, it might be helpful to understand a little more about why it happens. I think there's a part of the brain that always wants more. And that's good. That's an evolutionary trait. It reminds me of a five-year-old Hey, well, this ice cream was good. More ice cream would be good. And they keep on eating ice cream until they feel sick. Hey, sometimes I do it as well. The same thing can happen in, in business and in life. We want more, 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 more. So, And also we don't want to miss out, right? And every, every little text that we get can send a dopamine hit to the brain, So there's a bit of a drug addiction as well. I want to check my messages. Oh, I got a nice message from someone. Woohoo! I'm going to check my emails. I just got three emails handled. Oh, I feel like a legend. So we keep going for more and more. And then we think, well, in terms of marketing, for example, let's see, uh, I'd like to get really good at Facebook ads. That could be the thing that makes me a multimillionaire. And then what about Pinterest ads? And what about Snapchat ads? And what about search engine optimization? But then the brain goes, oh, someone told me about this cold emailing thing that's working for him. I'd like to try that out as well. And what about direct marketing? What, maybe I should advertise in newspapers. Maybe that's going to work. Where do we draw the line? That's, that's the thing. And just like that kid that gets a stomachache after having too much ice cream, we can end up feeling very stressed. And we, so then we need alcohol or cannabis and TV and other things, sugar, to, um, to medicate because we're stressed. And the other problem with taking on more and more and chasing all these shiny objects is that at the end of the day, week, month or year, we may not have the results that we want. Now, if you don't have any results you care about, Then this doesn't matter to you. Seriously, just keep on going for entertainment. Go for the dopamine hit, check email when you wake up in the morning. Just navigate by curiosity. That's an absolutely valid way to do it. But if you care about results, let's suppose you want more time with the kids, let's suppose you want to work less hours, let's suppose you want to double your revenue in six to 12 months, then what I am saying is probably going to matter to you. And here are some ways that you can combat shiny object syndrome. Another metaphor I like to use is the mind is like a monkey on crack and it just wants to chase all these monkey treats. So here's what we can do. Number one, get clear on what 12-month success looks like. So 12 months from today Why would have you do the happy dance and call all of your friends to tell them, oh, this is so awesome that this is happening? If you don't have clear, compelling goals like that, then why would you want to listen to step number two, three, four, and five? You're not going to be motivated to do it. Step two, we want to layer those goals. So 12 months is too far out. It's a beginning. But what does it look like three months from now? And then what's your weekly plan? So seven days from now, what would you be celebrating that would have you fully on track towards those 12-month goals? The next thing, if we're really going to layer the goals, is what are you going to do tomorrow when you wake up? Because if you don't plan, you might wake up and check email, or you might wake up and, uh, you know, your kid wants you for something, or someone else wants you, or there's a text message you got to respond to, and you're lost again, chasing monkey treats. So I like I think a really great, great strategy is set your alarm for say four o'clock every day and then pay attention when it goes off. Okay, I have to pick the two most important things that I could do tomorrow in my business or my life. I don't mind, you pick. And then put them on a couple of post-it notes and leave the desk with those on the desk or on your computer. Then when you wake up the next morning, I suggest you do not check email You do not check your phone even, but you spend, say, two hours doing those two things that you had already chosen were going to move the needle in your life and your business. Those are some starters. I've got a cheat sheet, which we can give people at the end of this that'll have more steps, but those will get you a long way. I
0: like this idea that... uh we might be a monkey on crack uh chasing treats i think that's a good visual to kind of calm down that inner uh that inner monkey i'm sure a lot of people can can relate to that with, with i mean i know when it comes to like email and and phones i mean i've had a bunch of guests on here where they say you know don't check your email like right right when you wake up or don't check your phone I mean, depending on what what your your role is, uh, you know, sometimes that can be hard, right? For if if people are are client led businesses, right, where they are, you know, accountable to a client, where they're getting a lot of demands, a lot of messages, a lot of, you know, hey, this isn't right or whatever, right? I mean, it's like every agency owner has an inbox full of fires, and if they don't, then probably one of their team does. I mean, how do you start to do? Do you have to then go and set expectations with people like, hey? I don't respond to emails or phone for the first two hours of the day. So the earliest you're ever going to hear from me is 10 AM.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do have a, a suggestion that'll help that. But more importantly, I want to be clear. This will take discipline and sometimes it's not easy. It's not easy to go and do a cold shower when your body's screaming at you to not do it, particularly when there's snow on the ground outside, but there are health benefits. I, Earlier in life, my 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 dad took me to karate at the age of 12 and I started learning karate. I had to do things like fight the entire class blindfolded one at a time. That was not pleasant. And some of the things we had to do were really hard. So I think I learned how to do things that are hard. So even though I'm going to give a suggestion to handle that particular issue, I just want you to know, it's going to take discipline. There's going to be a part of your brain that has to step in and say, No. I'm not gonna do that. And, and the, back to the metaphor of the child, if you wanna get your child to bed or you wanna get your child to go to the doctor, you don't wanna put distractions in the kid's way. You don't want someone walking by with a pony or a puppy. So stop waking up and checking email. That's putting ponies and puppies in your path. <laughs> don't do that. I know we're mixing metaphors here. Now, if you're worried, like, oh wait, maybe there's a fire or maybe there's a client got an issue that I've got to handle. Then what you could do is have an assistant and they be your filter. Say, Hey, my email is going to go through you. I've got one email address that goes to my podcast assistant and to me. But when it comes to me, it gets filtered into an inbox that I don't see because I don't want that stuff in my inbox. If I need to search for something, I can go and check that inbox and I can go and search it and I can find out what's going on. My assistant knows if something's time sensitive, send me something on WhatsApp because that, that channel's not clogged with a whole bunch of stuff. And that way, I, and also my clients are told, if there's something that's not time sensitive and it can wait a day or two, send me an email. If it's something you need to jerk my chain, rattle my chain, send me a text. So they're trained. They know to do that. So I might wake up and I'll check text messages. And, uh, you know, if I want more entertainment than productivity, I might check Facebook messages. But checking emails is a really bad idea because it's a pony and a puppy in my path. I'm going to be drawn towards handling it. And then, and then I find an hour has gone past and I handled a bunch of stuff and I did not do what really mattered today.
0: Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at e2msolutions.com. That's E, the number two, M, solutions.com. All right, back to our show. Something that I've heard back from people on, you know, and this can happen with coaching, this can happen with, you know, new habits, is regressing back to the mean, right? We, all of a sudden, we're really good about not checking our email or our phone first thing for, a week or two weeks, or maybe we get on this new you know hey, we're gonna set 90 day goals every quarter and then you know all of a sudden one quarter it's been 120 days and then it's been two quarters since you've set goals. but you know I think this happens for a lot of people where they they adopt the new habit or or thing right uh, and then they and they do really well with it and then something like throws a wrench in it, right and um, you know probably and sometimes it can almost even be like the shiny object in the first place was the new habit. And then they're on the new habit and they're making it and they're they're working it. They get something thrown, you know, a, a wrench gets thrown in that. And, and then they kind of like, maybe it's a new shiny object. They're like, oh, here's this new system, right? I think one of my uh, clients emailed me the other day and said, hey, you know, I get like really into project management, you know, tools or task management and I need to get stuff done. But sometimes I get more, I get more into the system, right, building the system and fiddling with the system than actually getting stuff done, right? Which is, is problematic because you kind of feel like you're on this like treadmill or this, uh, you're kind of treading water, right? So how do you, can you talk a little bit about regressing to the mean? Like, like when you try something new, is there, is there a
1: part of you that just keeps trying to pull you back? Yeah, I think I got the question, which is how do you stick to something when it's happening and not get pulled back to the old pattern? Well, we are creatures of habit. We really are. We're trainable. I often liken our our habits to dog training because it really is so similar. If we get a lot of positive reinforcement from something, we're more likely to do it. If we get negative reinforcement, we're more likely to stop it. And once we've done something for 30 days, it doesn't seem to require willpower anymore. Now, the simple answer is have a support structure like a coach, or you could get yourself in a men's group or a women's group or, or a mastermind or something coaches I find better because the coach is actually going to um, the coaches are going to give you individualized attention and the, if you don't do something a decent coach is going to say what's going on you said you wanted to do this and it didn't work what are we going to do about it right that's something a book is not going to do for you um, there is actually an accountability group called the action Coaching program it's act at coaching. And I found that was amazing. You sign up, it's like a hundred bucks and and over eight weeks, you have accountability and there's a consequence if you don't get to something. So that's where the smart money is. Get yourself a support structure like a coach. And for the purposes of this podcast, if you want to try it on your own, what you could do, uh, I've already said one example, which is, I've given you a couple of things that you can do. One is setting an alarm and deciding the day before what the two most important things you're going to do, right? That was one thing. second thing was don't check email or voicemail or even text messages until you've spent X amount of time, might be an hour on what really matters to you. Those two things that you've already agreed to. Now what you could do is decide at a listening to this podcast, I will try that for seven days, Seven days, right? I can often talk myself into anything if I know there's a time period and it's an experiment. I'm going to do this for seven days, no matter what. Second thing you can do, put the structure into place. So go and set the alarms on your phone. If it really matters to me, I'll set two alarms, one at 3.30 saying, hey, in 20 minutes, you're going to stop what you're doing and you're going to say 30 minutes, you're going to stop what you're doing. You're going to pick your two needle movers. And then at four o'clock, when that alarm goes off, I've already been prepped. Now I'm going to stop. I'm going to do the thing. The other thing that you can do is create a consequence. And you might tell your partner about it or a friend, Hey, I'm just committing out loud or you post on Facebook for seven days. If I don't do this thing and it has to be done by say 4.15. If it doesn't get done by 4.15, I've got to pay $5 to someone I don't like. As an example, I had some people donating to Trump's re-election campaign if they missed a commitment, and that agreement had them show up in a way they've never shown up before. You could also agree with yourself if I check email or voicemail before, say, 11 a.m. or 10 a.m., in this seven-day period, then again, I have to pay $5 to, to someone. Uh, it's amazing how $5 would get my attention and I would show up and do something because I didn't like having to pay the five bucks. So those are some things that can get you started if you don't want to do the more sure approach, which is just higher accountability. In
0: terms of hiring accountability through like bringing on a coach or a mentor or somebody to,
1: yep. Yeah, you pay someone who's, who's going to hold that role for you. I just had a client... Uh, talking about energy and burning out and also a lack of sleep. And I said, well, do you want to talk about that in this session or do you want to keep focused on the marketing strategies? And he said, yeah, maybe five minutes on it. So we went into it and I said, I'm just curious, what would it look like if you were to really take care of yourself? This, I'm not asking you to commit. What would it look like? And he was able to rattle off some things. He said- Uh, eating, eating like meat, like protein and vegetables instead of processed foods. It costs a bit more, but that's one thing. I'm like, okay, what else? Well, maybe no ice cream, you know, no, no sugary treats in the house. I said, okay, would you like to do that as an experiment for seven days? Just seven days. Uh, in fact, you could even say it's going to be five nights a week. You do this. The other two, do whatever you want. And he's like, oh, okay, that I could do. I'm going to try it. Now, I wasn't pushing it. I'm like, I don't, if you don't want to do it, that's up to you. But if you want to, I can help you find a way that your brain says yes. And he found a way, and so he's going to do an experiment. Now, we will talk at the end of seven days and see how did that go? Did any of it feel good? Did it feel like a lot of work? And do you want to roll it on for another seven days? We'll find out. My hope is that he might find that he gets through 30 days of this and then he's got a habit that he doesn't want to change, but I'm not going to force it down his throat.
0: So I I definitely hear, you know, a few different things here, like doing kind of micro commitments, like smaller, not, not feeling like, Oh, I'm going to do this thing for the rest of my life. Right. But committing to it for a week, see how you feel with that. But then you kind of, you kept using this 30 day milestone that basically right when you hit 30 days, there's a, a bigger chance that something is going to be a more ingrained habit. Uh, and then I also like that you talked about these, the consequences, right? I mean, I think uh, a $5 uh, donation to somebody that I don't like, I mean, that's probably something I can live with. Maybe, you know, depending on the stakes, do you ever raise the bet? Or is it just a, a more of a, a gesture? Like, hey, this is something that's going to be slightly uncomfortable versus like something that's a, a large, in, you know, inconvenience. Well, it depends what
1: motivates you. I find for, for a lot of people, five bucks is enough. It's just the brain says, oh, I'm going to have to pay money for this. Uh, it'll get my attention. And also they, they're clear it's not just about the $5. It's about a commitment. And most of us has gr- have grown up without any, relationship, any strong relationship to our word, meaning what we say is what happens. We give ourselves, we cut ourselves slack. We cut everyone else around us slack. Oh, you're five minutes late? Yeah, all right, no big deal. Oh, I'm five minutes late? All right, no big deal. I said I'm not going to watch TV after nine o'clock. Ah, you know what? I had a bad day. I'm going to do it. That's, that's fine. There are people who live differently. And so I had one client, he was so excited about this concept. He's like, you're almost talking about I can speak something at it, and it happens. It sounds almost like magic. And I said, well, yeah, we're getting a little woo-woo here, but it is, it is a bit like that. You can train yourself to learn that when you say something, it's actually going to happen. That's a different way of showing up in the world. And you asked me earlier, earlier in the interview, what do you mean by showing up? Well, this is just one example. So I'd say to clients, look, do you want accountability? Some of them don't care. The ones that do, we might start playing what I call the A game, which is where when they set their targets for the next seven days, they put the letter A next to the ones that they are absolutely committing to. And they put a letter B next to the ones they're gonna try and do. And then the ones that the A goals, if they don't do them, there's a consequence. Could be five bucks. Now the five bucks isn't motivating them. it might be something else. Maybe they have to have a five minute cold shower or uh, it it doesn't really matter as long as it's something that you would not wanna do and it gets your attention.
0: David, this has been super fascinating. I love talking about this conversation. I love talking about shiny object syndrome, focus, how to show up differently in our business. I think this is something that uh, the listeners and entrepreneurs and agency owners out there can't hear enough of. This has been just incredible conversation. Are you ready for our lightning round? I am. All right. What? I don't know if I'll have answers, but I'm absolutely ready. I don't know if we've ever had somebody that didn't have answers, so I, I, think, I think you're going to do okay, so we'll be good. Uh, what is the best advice you've ever received? The worst thing that can happen to you is a thought. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Oh,
1: that's a good one. This is a bit general and a bit vague, but... Uh, my mother told me when I was a kid, the best way to get me to do something was tell me it couldn't be done. And that was like a red rag to a bull. So if I really want something, I will go to extraordinary lengths and get really creative and maybe do five times, 10 times more than what the average person would do to give myself a really good shot. And I think, I think that has contributed, uh, to a lot of my, my happiness and my success. Can you share an internet resource, a tool
0: or app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable?
1: Yeah, loom.com. It's a way to create uh, videos using a web browser or your phone, and then you can just send a link to someone instead of having to send the video. I found it a game changer because sometimes there might be a tricky issue I want to talk about with someone and I'm not ready to talk about it on the phone because maybe I won't get everything right, but I don't want to do it by text or email because it's misconstrued. Create a video. Hey, I wanted to go through some of these issues and then I want to get, get your reaction. I'm happy to talk live, but this is my first go at it. It's also great for training, for staff. Create a video, screen share, see my face. Boom, there's the training, loom.com.
0: Awesome. And what book could you recommend besides your own and why?
1: I really think um, I'm not going to recommend I have recommended Loving What Is by Byron Katie. That began to change my life, but it was more going and doing the nine-day school with her that that really did it and hiring a coach in the Byron Katie work. What's, I think, much more accessible is the subtle art of not giving a F. I thought that was so powerful and very easily accessible to anyone, whether you've done a bunch of personal growth stuff, sat on mountains with gurus, or, or your entry point, powerful stuff. Very nice. And
0: I know you had mentioned that earlier in today's show and you had mentioned a couple of other books. We'll go ahead and link out to all of those books in our show notes. So you can check that out at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. If you're listening to this week of, you're going to see David's picture up there right at the top, click on him and you'll see all of the takeaways, gold nuggets, quarter bowls, and uh, links out to everything that David has mentioned in today's episode. David, how can our audience find
1: out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Yeah, for sure. Um, I have a, a cheat sheet on how to achieve twice as much in half the time. Uh, very practical, really easy to go through. I'll give you the link to that. And also at that same link, there's some other goodies. There's a video on how to put it into practice. There's a link to the Name That Mouse book. You can get the mini book and start being more transparent. And if you think coaching might be a fit for you, if you're already doing well in your business and you want to do better, but you're also interested in getting more out of life generally, there'll be a link there as well where you can click and you can get on the phone with me for 15 minutes and we'll actually see if we're a fit. It's not a fit for everyone. And you can get all of these things at the one link. I created a link to a hidden page on my my site with this gift basket of goodies. And that link is myfocusgift.com. What better link to give you the gift of focus than myfocusgift.com?
0: Awesome. Well, David, we will link out to myfocusgift.com also on our show notes. So if you are on the road or on a run or like me on a bike ride, Uh, check out yougurus.com forward slash podcast. We'll link out to that specific URL. We'll link out to David's book, his coaching, and all the other stuff that we mentioned on today's episode. David, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for stopping by the program today. Thanks for the questions, Brett. Enjoyed it. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want that free ebook on how to scale to multiple six and seven figures, all you got to do is DM me on Facebook, the word gift at Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver.